0: Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 435. We don't talk about X-Men at all. Then again, I did mention it when I talked about Fantastic Four, so I guess that's a lie.
1: I mean, like, only in that it was completely necessary to talk about what you needed to talk about in the Fantastic Four. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: But for the most part, it was a pretty X-Men-free podcast.
0: Even some of the announcements from Disney were X-Men free. All of them were because they refused to do
1: anything with the X-Men for a hot minute.
0: But they did have some cool announcements and we did get a lot into that.
1: A lot. A lot. Tony got into it a lot because I don't look up news. I use Tony as my own personal informational app.
0: And that's why some of you listen to this this episode, this podcast anyways.
1: (laughs) For information? Yes. Because they don't want to type. That's just what it is. (laughs) Or they don't know where to type, lens. Oh, I would like to give our listeners more credit than that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in case you are one of the few that don't know how to Google.
1: How to Google.
0: (laughs) We Google that for you. Uh, You might as well get drunk and grab a beer and listen to this episode and might learn something. Yes. with that enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 435 cuties
1: oh you're gonna get banned from netflix for that (laughs) oh (laughs) shit (laughs) we (laughs) can't netflix is our big sponsor
0: When we start each week, I kind of bring up something dumb that I did or something that was in you know our lives the week before. Yeah. And I have a couple things that I could talk about, such as my new bed, which yeah. I'm quite happy about. But uh, this one, though, sadly, I I want to say it to kind of immortalize this person. But um, one of my high school um, psychology teachers passed away this past week, and To really, like, put it bluntly, like, holy cow. You know, there's those few teachers Mm -hmm. that you hear about, and Mr. Burba was just one of those. Um, Really, I can even remember some of our conversations from high school. Um, That dude was just such an amazing educator. Like, that's what he, he taught the psychology classes, but he was in everything. Always down the halls, saying hi to everyone, knew everyone's name, and, you know... And it was, you know, not COVID related or anything. It was kind of a heart and he was an older person, uh, but so it's not, you know, out of the blue, but still he had, he was very, I don't know, vibrant's the right word, like for, you know, being an older person. Mm. Like
1: I think vibrant's a good one. Yeah, Vital, vitality. Yeah. Had some vitality.
0: And so it honestly really did. Hit me as well as our whole high school community just seeing some of the stories from people. It, um, and the, I think the biggest thing that me and my brother were talking about is it sucks though in the time that we have now because we can't go to you know memorial funeral because that would have been one of those rare occasions where it's not a family member that I would be like, I wanted to go there. To pay some respects and everything.
1: Here's what I have to say about that. Funerals are for the living. So you can definitely still pay him respects without having to go to a funeral.
0: True, true. (laughs) So kind of want to just, you know, put that out there to any any Northview uh, graduates who are listening to this. And just kind of more or less get that off my chest and and say to, hey, holidays are coming up. And although we always think about family and friends, think about those that inspired you Mm. and... Maybe send him a Christmas card. I know. They you made me think about it.
1: my high school English slash drama teacher. And I'm like, I wonder what she's doing. And now I want to see if she's on Facebook, although she was totally not the type of person who would ever be on social media. <laughs> uh, in my life, my, my little baby boy turned 18 this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love your fate tears because <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh it's just another year
1: I mean but you know he's technically in a lot of ways an adult now Right. True. he can vote he can join the military he can um, not buy alcohol or tobacco or weed but he can rent porn wait you can't get tobacco at no age 21 anymore? tobacco now when did they change that uh, last year year before oh well, I, well that's good I yeah, guess but yeah yeah, so that's, so he's, my little boy's all grown up. <sighs> Makes now, me feel now, old.
0: Now he can start driving you around to places, huh? Oh, yeah, no, he's
1: not that grown up. The fucker doesn't have his license. <laughs> In fact, we bought we had bought him a car for his last birthday, and it, it's so shitty that we just finally sold it again, because by the time he actually gets his license, it's probably going to be dead. So, anyway.
0: Um, So before we get into... I mean, there's a lot more news to talk about today, too. So I don't know how quick you will be with your reviews. Pretty quick. But I want to quick talk about a book that came out, I think, two weeks ago that I'm very, very disappointed in Marvel. So for everything else that I do love um, that Marvel puts out... And again, we don't... I'm so glad that the stuff that we're reviewing today isn't Marvel because we've been kind of... And even, well, and then when we get to the news, it's going to be like, oh, you're a Marvel show again. Yeah. But, hey, that's what came out this week, is Fantastic Four, I think it's number 26, where, and this this just really pissed me off. So I've been kind of explaining a little bit um, when I bring up Fantastic Four about um, Franklin Richards' power levels have been kind of haywire and everything. He's been going to um, Kokoa and having, you know, them help train him. Well, I guess he's not welcome there anymore, because... His levels got so low? No, because he's not a mutant.
1: Oh. Oh, they've retconned it again?
0: Somehow, Franklin has, because his powers depleted um, in like a previous issue, and he was going to just get help from the X-Men, because um, Fantastic Four are taking on this kind of powerful being, and when he was trying to go through a gate and everything, well, he couldn't at all, and it's because... He has no mutant DNA, and then Professor, kind of floating mm-hmm. head, speaks to Franklin's mind. You're no longer allowed here. Uh, you're not really a mutant. What the fuck? You were manip- Your your reality-based powers somehow manipulated your DNA.
1: Oh.
0: And so you made it look like you were a mutant when really you weren't. And I'm just like thinking, what the fuck? This is the dumbest thing ever. It is
1: dumb.
0: He's like your cosmic radiation. So like, I.
1: I mean it makes sense that he would be caught actually either way right because his parents were cosmically radiated so it would make sense that like a child that they had could have mutated genes yeah Uh, but it also could make sense that he would just have cosmic powers because of the cosmic radiation but the idea that probably not even knowing it he was manipulating his dna yeah to make like what until krakoa existed and the portals what would have been the point to that? Exactly. I mean, now there's a purpose because you have to have mutant DNA to get through the gates, but literally, why before the existence of the gates would he have been doing that? There's no reason. There's just no reason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just like a very. I, I'm just taken aback because, like, even though it's not that big of a deal, Integral, he's part of this whole other family well, yeah. with adventures, it was one of those unique, interesting tidbits that I always knew. And when I brought it up, people they're like, wait, what? He's a mutant? Be Just like, kidding. Yeah. So, so sometimes... He's faking it. People have a random mutant-gened kid. That's what happens yeah. with all well, the that's other why mutants. why it's mutant. They're yeah. mutant genes. They're
1: genes that yeah. have mutated.
0: And <laughs> I, I thought that aspect was always great for all the stories that they had before of pretty much them always wanting to recruit him, knowing he's a very powerful mutant. And this also happened in the pages of Fantastic Four, which I'm almost feeling like, did you talk to Hickman? Because he's going to punch you if this derails from his plans that he's had for... I would
1: imagine. If he wanted to use one of the Fantastic Four characters, he would have had to get a buy-in from that team so that they didn't fuck a story up.
0: I mean, this... I don't know. I... Yeah, I'm just very upset yeah. in a way that I don't know why. Cause I don't I know why Because two shits less. Yeah. But, like, I didn't even really care that much when they did Wanda and um, Pietro and retcon them from being mutants to just randomly genetically engineered. Right. I thought that was a little bit stupid, but I understood for movie purposes, okay, and no one, everyone else would be like, that's not what they're doing, it doesn't matter about the movie universe, like bullshit it does and they want to use these people and they want to stick it to Fox we don't have that problem anymore so right. why does it matter in the comic books who's right. a mutant and who's yeah. not so I don't know yeah.
1: it's a weird thing to like unless they're just trying to explain away like
0: <clears throat> explain away what though
1: like well if he's losing his powers I mean that can't be the reason why he's still not a mutant right yeah. He would still be a mutant, because he would still have the gene, even if his powers didn't work. So in order for him to, like, not be a mutant anymore, I guess, they had to be like, oh, you were manipulating your own... It's... it's... Sorry. Hickman, can you just write everything that Marvel puts out? Yeah. It'll <laughs> make just sense, then. take over the whole fucking thing.
0: Even in the stuff that you think's not gonna make sense, like we talked about all of last week of yeah. the whole event. Some things are like, where's this going? But then right. it kind of tied up with a nice bow. Yeah. So yeah, that I'm still a little.
1: But at the end of the day, I actually could give two shits less about Franklin. So. <laughs> I just think it's a weird turn for them to take.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So first book I want to just quick uh, talk about uh the chi- the Chimerians, uh the Chimerian, the Frost Giant's daughter number one. So this is. What was Conan? Conan the Barbarian, also known as Conan the Chimerian, uh, from Robert E. Howard, who created Conan way back earlier in the century. This was one of the first stories that he ever wrote, and the first stories of Conan um, came out in was it, a fantasy type uh, magazine. Mm-hmm. You know how like a lot of like Dungeons and Dragons had like little short stories from famous, yeah, now famous writers can't remember exactly what the, the thing was called. So
1: you're talking about the actual or, 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 origination of Conan the Barbarian. Stories, yeah. Okay.
0: And so this one was deemed not appropriate for some reason mm-hmm. and so they he had to rewrite it and everything to have it come out as uh, they retitled it The Gods of the North and this is the earliest uh, chronologically ordered uh, Conan story. It picks up with, after a battle, and him um, with the blood-soaked people on the field and everything, and seeing this nymph?
1: Is Weird it? Tales magazine.
0: Okay, yes, that's...
1: Google to the rescue.
0: <laughs> and, and so, again, I've, I've enjoyed Conan. Knowing Conan is now Marvel property, but I guess that doesn't take away from some other unpublished works or other... I don't know. The way things go, sometimes with people and images, I, I have no clue on how that all works. But this one was created. Let me quick get the um. I think this is um, Dark Horse. Tell you the truth, um, and yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, I enjoy this except for it was half comic book. And then like a good like seven pages of just prose, that I'm like, well now I'm kind of reading a book. And oh, it's from a Blaze. That's that's what, um, which I've never heard of before as well. So I've never heard of this publishing company. Obviously, they're smaller than any of them that I've heard of before. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that really did get me was the title or the front cover. So I did read a book by its cover. It says mm-hmm. Robert E. Howard's Savage Hero Uncensored, and I was thinking,
1: "Ooh, tits." <laughs> That's what you I mean, mean, there was
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I was also thinking of like blood and gore and okay. how, but, but it didn't feel that way at all. Maybe it gets worse or I more mean, gruesome. So
1: if, if so, this was written by the by the guy who originally wrote right, which co- these stories came out in the '30s. Well, I mean, so, this
0: story was... I mean, who wrote this comic book? Because he's dead now. Right. Who wrote this comic book based it off of that original script? Right.
1: So, you know, what was what was tawdry and body in the 30s definitely does not pass for that today.
0: Yeah, but I mean, art, like, though... Like, you could have
1: shown, like, a, a lady hip, and then they would have been like, <gasps> woman skin.
0: <laughs> but it's still... It's, it comes to the artists in... This was both written and art by um, Robin Recht. um, Recht? R-E-C-H-T. get Recht. Yeah, so he obviously, you know, (laughs) took the words. He could have made it a little more titillizing. I don't know, but...
1: Literally. Yes. Yes.
0: So, anyways, I, I did enjoy this for a Conan. Like, the art and everything in it was pretty great.
1: Was it very much like the old school, like, uh... Rosetta D and D painted looking. Yes, art.
0: exactly, and it's great that you yeah. know exactly what <laughs> what that is. Um, and also, I want to say uh, in this book too, there was a what do you call them, the ash cans or whatever, like where you have kind of a bit of a another book.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, and it, it's called uh unsacred. And I've I've again never heard of this. Um book before, but I guess the first couple volumes uh, were published so this is volume 2, number 1 so I have no clue who these characters are, but what I understand is it is a demon and an angel and then there is a small little demon angel baby.
1: So this is a newer book then? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, I want to say maybe this was a webcomic before wherever they got this from but uh, volume 1 was I guess 6... Uh, issues and now they're going into volume two and honestly i really enjoyed the art for this um and just the whole i mean you've heard you know a demon and a and an angel living together type things yeah so it's it's been done before but
1: little nicky his mom was an angel and his dad was satan we are
0: talking about the adam Sandler movie (laughs) that is such a terrible movie i hate his (laughs) lisp and the way little nicky i hate that movie so much this anyways looked really cute, so honestly, from reading this uh, you know Conan story, the first of I don't know how many they're going to plan on making, I'm actually more interested in picking up Unsacred uh, now, so I'm going to have to go back to my retailer and, and pick this up because, like I said, it looked kind of funny, cute, and whimsical, and and all in between with a devil and Aww. an angel.
1: Cute. Um, The book I read was not cute. I don't know that cute would be a word I would describe, unless you really like um, blood or and or punk music, um, it doesn't like think that and think that they're cute. Um, so th- uh, I read Homesick Pilots from Image. Uh, it was written by Dan Waters, art by Casper Wingard.
0: Um, I just want to say when I heard about this, I was like, "What? What does? What is that about?" I was thinking. All right, is this going to be one of those set in World War Two type, you know, right. stories? And then I heard there's a Walking Mansion.
1: So the re- and that's
0: that's about all I get. I didn't get to read this at all.
1: The um the thing. So I was looking for a book to read, and I was like, I wanna I wanna read something that's not X Men, right? Yeah. I need a I need like a breather. Um. So I was looking for more of a uh indie sort of. book to start and um, I read the synopsis for this and it ends with the sentence expect three chord songs and big bloody action that's Power Rangers meets The Shining how do you combine those two things (laughs) and it is because it's a walking haunted mansion powered by this girl who is very much like controlling it like
0: a giant zord
1: yes and it's so she homesick pilots is the name of her band Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it takes place in the early 90s in, like, the California punk music scene. And um, Ami, who is the, the lead character, they're they're at this show in a bowling alley. And, and they're watching another punk band. And they're trying to figure out a way to, like, do a punk show that would be better. Um, so she decides that she thinks it would be really cool to have a show in this haunted mansion that's on top of the hill that everyone has, you know, the stories about bad things that happen, you know, just one of those thing, houses that's been there forever, looks like shit, nobody knows who owns it, there's a thousand and one terrible stories about the house to keep people from going into it, sort of thing. So she goes up into it, and, um, like, it jumps back and forth, because the beginning of the book shows the house, like, moving, and shows her inside of it floating and a very, like, ghostly looking way um, but then it hops back to the beginning when she goes into the house and um, she disappears and her bandmates go in to find her and this other band comes in to I, I don't really know there's like this rivalry between them and this other band and there's this really great splash page where it has her, her bandmates coming in through like the upper roof and the other band coming in through the back kitchen window and you have to read the story so that it comes together in the middle like this splash page because you're reading them okay. coming through the house and then you're reading them coming through the house but you have to read them their story starting here That's interesting. And, there's, and it's just the one page but then it shows them going through all the different rooms of the house and stuff like that so it was a pretty good way for them to do that sort of thing without having to do a bunch of different panels um, but so, so they, the two bands meet in the in the house. Now, obviously Ami's not there because she had gone in earlier and disappeared. and they start fighting, and I won't get into the details of why or what's going on there, um, but the house reacts to what's going on, and there's murder, and the house is like manipulating the surroundings and stuff like that. And at one point they open a door <clears throat> and a bunch of blood comes out, which is very much like a shiny yeah. sort of thing. Um, and it ends, the book ends with it going, popping back into the current time where Ami has shown up at this person's condo and you see this like actress talking about how she found this horseshoe in like a antique store and she bought it and it brought her luck. And that's how, you know she she thinks she got to where she was at and you try you're trying to figure out why she's telling this story and you realize her boyfriend had asked her and she's like why did you ask me that and you go out and the horseshoe's like floating in the middle of the room and you can see Ami outside the window that and she's like this ghost belongs to my house <laughs> and, and it and it wants it back and so it sounds like the house is going to go collect
0: People that died in it?
1: The artifacts that are haunted oh. that were stolen from the house because, you know, it's been abandoned for so long. So I don't I don't really know. There's a lot of things. I mean, this book left me with a lot of questions. I don't know, is she dead? And now her ghost is part of it. I don't know if it's just that the, the house was like, you're a lost soul and that we've connected with you so now we're letting you be our human? You know what I mean? Um... I don't, I don't know, like, is it literally just going to be the house wandering around the United States of America, collecting all these lost artifacts, you know, is her band going to show back up again, is there going to be more punk music, (laughs) (laughs) those are all my questions, so it was, it's an interesting concept, I mean, a walking haunted house gives me the feeling of, like, a Miyazaki movie, but then there's also a lot of horror sort of elements to it. So, I don't, it's just a weird mishmash for me that I kind of enjoyed. So, I think um, it's you got, definitely... You got weird. me
0: intrigued enough, like I said, I wanted to read it, I just didn't have time. And yeah. now I definitely feel like I will, because I, again, it was that, okay, weird traveling house seems interesting. I was thinking, like, Howl's Moving Castle or something, yeah. but now you're saying it's like a Zord makes me...
1: Right, like, but I, you know how how are they connected? Like it, again, is she still alive, or is her ghost in control? I, no idea.
0: I bet you the house is like its own entity.
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely. I mean, there's there's something there's something weird with it. And I love a good horror comic, so I hopefully i it it goes toward more towards the horror. Like you know. As much as possible with the haunted stuff would be good.
0: What's well, a good segue into my other book that I read? Uh, Sandman Universe Lock and Key Zero Issue. So uh-huh,
1: the crossover event eh? Yes,
0: and let's say that I was uh, semi disappointed, but also happy. And here's why: I was hoping that it, most Zero Issues is kind of setting up the whole what's going to be happening, getting some new readers. On board to understand what might be happening, so that's what I thought this was going to be—a little bit of new information with a little bit of old. However, this was a lot of old. Mm. Um, it does start off, uh, like first page, like um, it just written of like the stuff of dreams, and it kind of explains a little bit of where Superman first appeared, um, in 1939, and his character was just mystery, and then he turned into like a superhero. But then it was in 88 when Neil Gaiman changed all that and for the better and pretty much made vertigo. So it was a whole like page of just explaining some of Sandman, which doesn't even scratch the surface. And then it kind of gets into one of the most significant stories that they had, which was when he visited Lucifer in hell and Lucifer was like, I don't want to run this anymore. Here's the key to the gates of hell, which is where if you've ever read lock and key, you understand keys are powerful and everything. And that's where it seems like this story is going to revolve around at that time. But this also kind of goes into the very beginning of Sandman. And within the first Sandman book, when Neil Gaiman took it over, uh, it was a bit of a mystery. Uh, This entity of dream, Morpheus, was captured by an occult group in England. And there's a mansion there. And so this kind of explains a little bit of that. And then it also explains then a little bit more of Lock and Key and IDW's publishing of that and a little bit of the Lock family and their magical keys. And then pretty much it explains what this book is going to be, which it's about 50 pages or so. It has Sandman number one issue and one of the Lock and Key issues, which was actually um, Open the Moon, which was a really cute story of where they...
1: You are really loving that word today. Cute. Things uh, are cute to you.
0: (laughs) I don't even know them saying it, but yes. (laughs) And anyways, uh, which was a uh, story that didn't really... It followed the Locke family from before, but it was one of those one-off stories that didn't involve the main players of the main characters of the Lock and Key series. So, uh, A, I did thoroughly enjoy that when I read it but I've read both of these but it was a good refresher so again that's kind of where I say my disappointment I was wanting some new stuff this wasn't really new stuff but it sets the tone of um, the lock uh, house and then also having this other mansion in England where uh, Dream was captured and that's going to be part of what's going on with this whole thing as well as seems like with the key to the gates of hell so that's all we have. The one good thing that was in here was it had a couple pages to explain the keys. So I had a little bit of like pictures and then what that key does. And there's some keys that I forgot even about. Everyone knows the head key and you know the key that can turn people in animals and the one that can manipulate shadows and everything. But if you've read it, if right. not, then or, this watch, is...
1: or watch the sh- like, there's some that I know from watching the show.
0: Did you ever read the comics? Oh, I, everyone always says, you know, reading is better, but in this sense, the show is all right, but yeah, yeah this, so I'm just excited. Um, like, again, I wanted this to to be the start of it, but what we got was a good, you know, down memory lane of when I first originally read these stories, and it was a good refresher to kind of get to know. Yeah. We do have the Lock and Key uh, First Battalion, I want to say it was, that also came out, like, two months ago. There's only two issues of that. I think it was a four-issue series. Um, I hope that ends soon. So, yeah. Hopefully, maybe it will before this next one drops of this whole crossover. That's what I got for that, besides Booze in a Book, so... Okay. We can get into some...
1: Newsy news.
0: News. News,
1: news, news. Before you start on, like, actual relevant to Drunk on Comics news... The, I have to talk about the news that had me the most and, and just briefly mention it because I find it amazing um, so the zodiac killer and his cipher right Ted Cruz <laughs> Somebody finally busted the cipher. After all of these years, it took a team of three people using, like, crazy computer programs to finally bust his cipher. And while that was very exciting to me, the fucking message was not worth the wait. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it would be something a little bit more, because I did read up on it. I'm like, interesting. Because the only... Well, I have researched a little bit more with the internets. Uh, was it that Jake uh, Gyllenhaal movie? Mm, Zod- yeah. Just called Zodiac is where I learned about this killer and how they hadn't really ever caught him. And I'm like, interesting. Like, they always get caught. This person didn't. And he left clues. And like, you're crazy to leave clues. This is kind of a big story in that sense of people that understand all that. But Mm -hmm. again, yeah, big letdown.
1: It was a really big letdown in terms of the message. It's impressive that he created a cipher that took this long to break. It's less impressive that he misspelled the word paradise a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> but it could have been on purpose. I, that t- I, when I was reading that, too, yeah. that's,
0: I was like... It is very strange that... And it said it, like, three different times yeah. with a C instead of an S. But I also feel that almost would make some sense to really throw off.
1: Right. Right. Because if you're
0: not getting that...
1: Why would you put such a mundane message in, in an, uh, almost an unbreakable cipher? Like,
0: it's
1: so... Like, Ha ha, hope you're having fun catch, trying to catch me. I'm not the guy that was on TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yes, we fig- figured all of that out without the fucking cipher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I were those three dudes who had created this program, because they, they ran, like, it was like 600,000 different iterations through mm-hmm. this program before they finally started getting words that were words. And, like they had to have spent a lot of time building this. And if that is the message that came out of it, at the end of it, I would have been like, God damn it, this is a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I do this? I should have just left it a mystery. (laughs) But anyway, that was the one news article this week that popped up on my phone where I was like, oh, I have to read this.
0: So um, one of the things that uh, I've been hearing, we talked about it last week, was HBO... So we did talk a lot of kind of these, well, Warner Brothers, I guess, stuff last week Mm -hmm. where they announced all their movies were going to be coming to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And that's a win for us consumers. But there's some people that aren't really all that happy. Um, Two people I know at least spoke out against it, uh, Christopher Nolan, as well as Judd Apatow. And there's been, there's a handful of other articles with different famous people who are like, this is terrible. Um, you know, they should have given us all a heads up of what they're doing with these movies and everything. And I get that. You know, you as a star or a director, or whatever, you put, you know, everything into a movie, and you want it to be seen by many and mm-hmm. the way that it should be. But I feel like sometimes there's a, a there's a time and a place, and this isn't one of those. We're in still a pandemic. Sure, we can't foresee all of next year, but we do see the writing on the walls at least for the first two quarters. This just, it makes sense to, to do this. Yeah. We've already given our opinion on it, but there's a lot of people speaking out against it, which I wonder what that's going to do with future relations. Like, yeah, would these people want to make a Warner Brothers movie anymore? Would these people be like, well, they might just screw us over and do this on the whim? And then I also think, but they paid you already. The, this is their product yes
1: however I, I agree with that but when it comes down to it at the end of the day it is still somebody's art and somebody who has put their effort into this piece of art and to go to think about it as purely like a, a piece of property that Warner Brothers owns I think is minimizing to the people who created it so while yes Warner Brothers paid them for it um some of these people do have buy-ins and they get a percentage of how much the movie makes in the box office. So, you know, that could affect that. Um, But also, like, I mean, I think it's just rude to not, like, deal with the filmmakers and say, hey, do you care? Or just a heads up, we're going to be doing this.
0: Yeah, and, and I would say, too, like, I guess I didn't at when they announced it I just assumed those people kind of were given a yeah. bit of a heads up
1: you would think so but it sounds like they haven't been which is that's a real shit move that's yeah. like if I came here one day and and I'm like Tony guess what I sold Drunk on Comics <laughs> heads up I already sold it though <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got more than a hundred bucks for it <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, one thing that I saw that's coming out soon is more variant covers, and I haven't really cared about variant covers in a while, no. pretty much ever since Derek left, because he's the only one that really, truly cared about those, Yeah, and so we used to talk about covers a lot more often, well, Deadpool turns 30, and to celebrate that, Marvel is having, uh, 30 different variant covers made by Liefeld. So,
1: so it's gonna be a bunch of pouches and no feet covers
0: I mean definitely still he has the feet problem in the, actually those two but I was gonna say we and always ab well we always make fun of that one Captain America picture which it is ridiculous but I would say mostly his proportions are not that exaggerated as that one image that you know I'm talking about
1: yeah I think that they are exaggerated they are generally well they're exaggerated, exaggerated but not equally as, yes so like they're not realistic I guess is what I'm saying like no men look like any of the men that Lifeheld dress
0: I mean it's true <laughs> I, I mean I'm just looking at some of them and they, they look pretty good they look iconic he's I a mean, good
1: artist he just definitely that, that's has his some, style th- yeah that's his style right <laughs>
0: Um, so I've been hearing about, um, Alien coming to FX. Alien being Alien, Aliens, Xenomorphs, uh, to be more specific. Okay. And I'm really hoping that this, uh, takes off. Um, it's gonna be a series, and from what I heard is they're gonna finally come to Earth, I believe, which... A lot of fans have been like, uh, "Aliens versus Predator," what? Yeah. But I love that. I think it's just a a nod to let's forget about those. Mm. This is the first time the aliens come to Earth. So, that's about all that I know that's going on. But again, FX is is one of those things that uh, is owned by
1: Warner Brothers. No.
0: Are they? Are they owned by Disney?
1: Yep, because it's Fox. FX is
0: Fox. Yep, it was a subsidiary of ah. Fox and everything. So, Aliens is going to be a Disney property. We have a queen well, alien.
1: Fox did. If a queen
0: alien has a, another baby queen xenomorph, I mean, does that make it a no, Disney it princess? No, it not a Disney
1: princess. That whole thing is ridiculous. But the maybe, idea of it. I don't know. the way everybody's like, oh. Disney princess, this person, because they're a lady, you're a Disney princess. That's fucked up. You're a Disney princess.
0: (laughs) I want to be. But a big uh, thing that happened this week, obviously, is all of the announcements from Marvel. Uh, Well, not Marvel, Disney. But in particular, Disney uh, spoke about some of their properties as well as I mean, their other big divisions is Marvel and then uh, Star Wars.
1: Star Wars.
0: And there's there's a lot that they announced. Now, this was their big investors' uh, yearly mm, annual meeting. D,
1: D32 or whatever it's called. No, that's for the fans. This was mm-hmm. just
0: uh, Investors' Day, is what they called it.
1: I'm invested in Disney, and they did not send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. My one stock check means your nothing spam to folder? them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a lot that I'm just going to kind of list talk about briefly because there's a lot. And I, I don't know how these normally go because I feel like a lot of these uh, releases and everything come at cons mm-hmm. sporadically throughout the year.
1: Well, it, it lifted their stock price 14%. In but that's day. what I wanted to yeah. say. A lot of
0: these announcements, some of which aren't even coming out till 2023.
1: Yeah.
0: That's three years from now.
1: They're just trying to get that fat investor money. Yes.
0: Yeah. And kind of showing what their hand is and saying, hey, we have on track for the next so odd years. We're going to be doing this. Uh, you can trust us. I mean, I would still trust them anyways, but that they're laying out this plan. I'm like, they announced a lot more than they probably normally would have. Just because. So some of this is going to be fan service, um, mainly to, yeah, get the hype going. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I I personally love this movie because of uh, my nephew uh, is Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah. So they're having a Baymax uh, television show.
1: Interesting. They tried that once before. Well, they had well, big... they have
0: the, they have the uh, I think the series, yeah. Big Hero 6 series. At least I know they have the comics. Um, So I know he'll be happy about that. There's going to be a Zootopia one, which I think that could be fun. Follow the world. I really
1: enjoyed that movie. Yeah. It was really good.
0: Like even, I liked some of their, uh, the whole setting of the Predators and Prey, but Mm -hmm. they're, yeah, I don't know. Yes, I like that. Um, There's going to be one, uh, Tiana, uh From the Princess Princess and the the Frog, so that'll be cool to flesh out more of that world. Uh, Moana's going to have a sequel coming out.
1: This is all coming to the Disney Plus? See... Or is it coming out on their channel?
0: Yes and no. Uh, Some of the stuff that they announced are movies, some of the stuff are series, and obviously if it's a series, it's going to be on Disney Plus, with the exception of certain other things like that Aliens 1 that they Mm -hmm. announced. So, it's hard to say. Um, I guess I didn't dig too deep into which exact spots they're going to be. And they could change their minds um, of where it's going to go to. But, yeah, I'm just like... So, that's some of the just the Disney um, things. We also have Pixar, which, I mean... Why would I say just Disney things? Because they're all Disney now. Yeah. Uh, One of which, uh, Lightyear. It's going to have Chris Evans play... The original Buzz Lightyear. And this kind of has fans kind of like... Like
1: the toy or like the Buzz Lightyear? Like that he's
0: based off of.
1: Oh, and fans are losing their shit because Tim Allen's not going to play.
0: Well, not only that. Old ass Tim nope, Allen's not um, going to play
1: a young guy.
0: Patrick Walburton did the voice of on the series of Buzz Lightyear of following the Space Ranger in space. So not a toy. sure, But the actual, which is this is going to be...
1: So that what people are mad because Patrick Warburton isn't gonna play. What the fuck is. Like, I just don't understand the outrage behind some. Okay, first of all, Patrick Warburton is a great voice actor and he was amazing as the tick, but he is old. He
0: has one voice though. I mean, it's so iconic, but it's.
1: Yes, but he's old. And so is Tim Allen. Both of them are old. I'm sorry, they're old. You've aged out of the role. I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess that could be true, too, if this is a younger
1: yeah, I would think buzz so.
0: and everything, and maybe his first days as a cadet, but I just know there's a lot of controversy with, with all that going on.
1: People are such assholes. <laughs> 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 Who the fuck cares? It's for children! The people complaining about this are adults. Yeah. And the show is for children.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs>
1: Children You'll, don't fucking care.
0: I mean, but all these... I mean, I love all this stuff, It doesn't... Too. But it's
1: but it's not... That's fine. But yeah, but I'm also, also not, not bitching
0: about it either, right. so... And
1: it's not for you, so even if you enjoy it, like, just enjoy it on its merits, don't be like, mmm, Tim Allen isn't going to blame us, like you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: there's going to be a TV series, uh, Doug Days. So Doug what do you think? Days? Yeah. Like yeah.
1: Doug Funny? Nope. Doug
0: Can days. you think of a famous... Doug? The from, dog? Yes.
1: Oh, from Up? Yeah. Hi there. My name is Doug. <laughs> yes. I have just met you and I love you.
0: <laughs> so that. I love Doug. That I feel is going to be a, a kind of one of those dumb, whimsical, cute type of things.
1: That's also cute. Yes.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of actually, look, I really loved Up and I Doug was Doug a funny. Oh
1: my God. Talking about a movie um, that makes you cry fucking. Tears of a Thousand Lifetimes in the first five minutes of a movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is uh, another Cars type one that's going to follow Lightning McQueen and, and Mater, because obviously those are the two most famous sure. from those movies for kids. Yep. I kind of gave up on that series. Like, awesome, cool. I know there's always the jokes around of why are there are taxis in this world, and that is true, too. Why are they right. fucking taxis? and airplanes. Yes. Yeah. But, like commercial regardless, regardless. Um, one, one project that Pixar has coming out though, is a series, but again, this is one that's going to come out in 2023. So announcing it this early is weird. It's called Win or Lose. And ultimately it's going to be one of their first, uh, long formatted series where it's going to take a little league team. So I'm almost thinking bad news bears type. But each episode is gonna be them getting ready for this World Series through the perspective of each person's eyes. So it's not involving toys or monsters or anything, it's just human life. Is
1: it scripted or is it reality?
0: Um it, i thought it was going to be scripted, so
1: I'm just trying to if it is bad news bears ish, then I'm all in on that. If it's just following a bunch of kids going well, it's to gonna the be CG, I mean, it's gonna Little be Little League World Series. Oh, it's not live action? No. It's, oh, okay.
0: It's a Pixar type thing. Oh. oh. So.
1: I guess I missed the Pixar part, even though you were talking about all <laughs> Pixar stuff before that.
0: <laughs> uh, let's jump over to Star Wars. The
1: Star Wars.
0: Now, did you watch Mandalorian? I did. What me and my roommate were talking about is, God, man, each of these episodes is so great, but we did say still last or the previous weeks um, with Boba first showing up is still, I think number one out of all of them, but each week just gets better in one certain aspect or another that you're just like, you can't really pick which like this beat the week before. And and it still did in certain aspects, but I'm still quite happy. The original Boba Fett showing up and
1: Mm -hmm. how'd you like his shiny repainted armor?
0: I mean, it was nice that they cleaned up and everything looked really good. Uh, Yeah, I just thought this whole episode was really good. A little bit more of the casualties of war that I thought lacks. And also I was noticing with some of the sets and like practical effects, because you could tell that they're not cheap CGI. It just, I'm like, this is movie budget type Mm -hmm. stuff. And (laughs) Nick goes, well, I mean... There are certain shows that have those big budgets. Like, remember Game of Thrones? And then we both kind of laugh (laughs) because, remember that, because no one talks about it anymore. But again, there are certain series that have money just thrown at them.
1: Yeah.
0: And Mandalorian seems like one of them. So, all things that Disney's going ahead with.
1: I really hope that Pedro Pascal can get his fucking shit together and stop being a little difficult bitch on set so that it can keep going. (sighs) That's,
0: that, also, I'm like, I don't see where there's anything that, but, of course, we wouldn't see the actual like. shot stuff. Uh,
1: so, the room, obviously, I mean, so if you haven't watched The Mandalorian, spoiler alert, so it's fucking hot forward five minutes or something like that. Um, so, he takes his mask off, right, in this one. Um, which I took as very, like, he loves Grogu so much that he's willing to take his mask off and in order to save him. But then you get then you, in the back of your mind you have this like little uh, 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 knowing that one of the Pedro Pascal's bitch fits was that he has to wear the fucking helmet all the time. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so I'm like, well, in my mind I'm I'm thinking this is a really endearing sort of great character turn. I'm also like, did they just do this to appease him?
0: No, I here's the thing that. Uh... They were kind of setting up in the beginning of the episode talking about the helmet so much. I'm like, are they going to do this again? Because we we were like, in the first season, the way that they had him take off the helmet in front of a robot, so us as the viewers, obviously we saw, I'm like, set up in that world perfectly. Mm -hmm. He will never take this helmet off, but he did in that one instance because it was a robot. And I thought that was cool. And if that was the one time it was written perfectly, don't ever need to do it again because then you're just, (sighs) hate it when... Mass people, yeah. and it's one of those things I might have even pointed out then, the newest uh, movie, Dread, with Carl Urban, mm-hmm. didn't take his helmet oh off, and God. he the executives wanted him to, and he did but he said to. no because of the source material.
1: He fucking acted the shit out of that. His mouth is all you needed.
0: Yes. <laughs> and there are other certain, you know, dead uh, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. like, no, I don't want to be pretty-faced. They did in a scene to show up before and everything and cool, but he's like, I need to have this mask on, or I need to be just looking gross. That is Deadpool. Again, smart choices to go for the character. So what they set up, I mean, they didn't need to set up the Mandalorian as a person that doesn't ever take up this helmet, but they did. Yeah. So let's not take it off. Except for if they have good writing, which they did. Right. Like, I was just blown away with how they just kept saying do it, and I'm like, if he does it, I'll be okay with it because of this circumstance, but even, oh, he's not going to do it but then when he did I'm like I'm not
1: I like how I asked him I have, I think it was Bill Burr's character asked him like I'm really confused by by is your thing like you don't want you don't show your face He's thing there. or is it yeah. thing you don't take off your helmet yeah. thing cuz you've taken off your helmet so now I'm thinking it's a you can't show your face thing
0: Yeah <laughs> And they got right to the point of what many people thought and were thinking and yeah I th- again I thought it was wa- well written and then where it's like, is this going to be just a once-a-season thing? Because if it does turn into a trope, I guess I'm kind of okay with it. But then it would
1: so dumb it down a little. Here's where I think they're going to go with it. And I think they set this up when he ran into Bo-Katan. Um, it's a religion, right? To him. I mean, it's not a religion, but it is a religion. That's the way it's written. Um, he's very hardcore, old-school Mandalorian. But then he runs into bo who her Mandalore, her and her Mandalorian buddies who are from Mandalore they're not just people who put on Mandalorian costumes um, were straight up like dude, that's like old ways like we've moved on past that, this is the new way sort of thing and I think that's the start of planting the, the seed right, of like maybe me keeping the helmet on all the time isn't the best thing for me to do. Maybe maybe there are circumstances in which, like, it is better for me to take it off. That is the way. Like, my good decisions are yeah. the way. Not me keeping a helmet on.
0: <laughs> so. That's what I also liked when, because he had to dress up as as a stormtrooper, too, so he still had a helmet on. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, you can't go in with that armor. They're actually going to have him take it off, which makes sense. But then, no, he's in and that, and yeah. another helmet. So, yeah. just like... Um, but some of the things that are coming out, Star Wars universe, um, John Favreau uh, is developing another one set in the Mandalorian type uh, timeline here, mm-hmm. Rangers of the New Republic. Um, we're also going to have a, another Ahso- Ahso- Ahsoka.
1: Yes. I think that's where they're going to, cause they, they introduced the idea of Thrawn in the episode with Ahsoka and I was really hoping that they weren't just going to make her and him part of this storyline. I feel like that's too much. Right? This is very much a west. The Mandalorian is very much like a western-based sort of storyline. I don't know that we need Ahsoka and Thrawn in the in those stories. So so if they're doing that separately, then great. Thrawn is definitely a good character.
0: I think it should be like the the Thanos of these like different series like Yeah a big event going up to it but I feel like he needs to have his own series just for getting in the mindset yes. of who he is yes. but I, I do see them doing that um, one that I'm kind of interested in the the acolyte is going to kind of get into kind of the sinister secrets of um, the dark side and it's power that that will be a cool interesting perspective that you don't normally get to see in movies of superheroes yeah. winning all the time.
1: I just read that Hayden Christensen is going to be in the Obi-Wan series. Y- yes. Good for him.
0: He's going to be Darth Vader. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I I who was it? I was talking to someone this past week when they announced this. And they were kind of just going off on about him. And it's like uh, like I, I I can't blame him for those movies like no certainly some of his acting was a bit stiff but it was a script and, yes.
1: what? and his whininess like let's just look back let's look back at his bloodline shall we because Luke also a whiny bitch fucking new <laughs> yeah. guy super whiny bitch they're all whiny bitches it's written into their DNA along with midichlorians whiny bitches <laughs> <laughs> They're all whiny bitches. So you can't really dig on Hayden Christensen for his character, Anakin, being a whiny bitch in the prequels, because they, it's, oh my god. Like, fucking Luke in the very first Star Wars movie? Holy shit. Go back and rewatch that and just watch, listen to him. Just listen to Luke. It's grating. (laughs) (laughs) His whininess is so grating on the ears. It's insane. <laughs> Good yeah. for him, though.
0: <laughs> now, we already knew that they're talking about a Lando uh, show, so they're going to have that no word on who will play Lando. I mean, most people think Donald Glover would, oh, but... Oh,
1: man, he's kind of too big for that. But you would think Rosario Dawson would Well, be,
0: I mean, so. when we get to the Marvel ones, though, all those people are pretty big, too, and yeah. they're doing some series, so um you know a droid story uh rogue squadron um
1: i'm excited about rogue squadron just because patty jenkins is directing it and she did an amazing job with wonder woman and it'll be the first i think the first female directed star wars movie so it'll be interesting to see how that if if it even is different than the rest of the star wars movies
0: um one that i kind of really uh imaged it in it's called star wars visions so what this is going to be is uh, they're going to be short animated. Um, I mean, they say films, but they're going to be shorts. And ultimately, it's going to be a kind of anime style. So different small stories of the Star Wars universe, which, again, I feel like this giant world we've focused so much on, the Skywalkers, I'm loving all these other stories of other things that happen to flesh out this giant world. Yeah. And
1: well, I mean, that's what the books did, right? Yes. And With then the they got, stuff, rid, of and they the got books rid of them. They and... got So, um, they should know that people are hungry for, for other, for storylines other than the Skywalkers.
0: So, yeah, so there's all that,
1: all of that.
0: Um, di- uh, why do I keep saying Disney side? Marvel side of Disney. Um, the
1: Disney side of Marvel, yes, all of it.
0: I mean, really, that is pulling a lot of Disney's sales as Marvel stuff because Star Wars kind of put it out. But again, they're they're reviving with mm. Mando and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the What If series all look great. They kind of debuted a couple of what they're going to be having um, in those. Those were always the books that I love. It fleshed out this giant multiverse and everything. Um, one of the big news that we heard about for Black Panther... Lens, if you want to speak and...
1: Oh, that they're not recasting Chadwick Boseman yeah. as Black Panther? We all
0: expected that. Yeah. But it's good that they officially kind of announced it. I,
1: I am under the impression that it's going to be... Like, they're going to pull focus to Surrey because that's what they did, kind of... They had a whole comic book run about yeah. Surrey. And it would be interesting to, to see a woman kind of take the, the that hell in that world. But you have said...
0: Well, I think it's going to be a, a day in the life of Wakanda <laughs> with I, different, different people.
1: Like, what a terrible movie, though. It would not...
0: There's so much about Wakanda that would be interesting to see, and you that's, go up in the mountains and M'Baku tele, and... That's
1: a television series that you're talking about. Like, I would watch that television series. I'm not going to watch a two-hour movie uh, about a day in the life of Wakanda. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, they'll have a big bad that comes to, and then you everyone comes together... Okay. So it shows them, like, I don't like it's this just, person. This
1: sounds like a movie directed by Woody Allen, is what you're talking about <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do it think... Sounds it
1: sounds like Woody Allen does in uh, the Marvel Universe. <laughs> a day in New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, the idea of that is very interesting, but I do think that would need a longer format than a yeah, two-hour I mean, movie. That
0: is true, too. Yeah, I don't know how or what they're going to do about that.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because they have to, if they're not recasting him, then they have to kind of face him being gone. But then you'd
0: have at the end, at the end of the movie is when she would suit up. But again, I just, I feel like it'd be too quick.
1: Storm, that's the answer.
0: That could be cool too.
1: Bring in some storm action.
0: But then it'd be sad because then they never got to meet.
1: I know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Hopefully they do.
0: I, I I have trust in yeah. them, so that was one of them. Obviously, we know about WandaVision. God, um, I'm so fucking Falcon, excited about Winter that. Falcon, Winter Soldier, that. and all that. Loki. Uh, seeing some of these trailers did get me more excited because, again, what we we're just talking about the Star Wars side. Yeah. Donald Glover. These are some big name actors that are doing these series.
1: And... Are you excited about Loki? Time Cop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. I saw the I saw the TVA and I was like yeah. Time
0: Variance Authority.
1: <sighs> well, well, it makes sense because he broke the timeline, right? So they mm-hmm. have to come after him and it, to me it seems like they're like his his punishment is that he has to work with them now. So he's going to be Loki time cop. What's funny <laughs>
0: there as I've talked about before of um goddamn like other small different groups in the Marvel universe that you know, if you've read those stories, you know who they are And when they pop up again. Oh, damage control. Mm. You know, yeah. they're the ones that fix everything. The TVA uh, is something that pops up randomly in some stories, and I learned about it through Cable and Deadpool series and thought it was one of the most stupidest, funniest time cop is what they right. are.
1: Yeah, They're their whole... Time variant's authority. Yeah. think I said Make agency. sure
0: that things don't um, split. And then I'm like thinking, why do they never go after the Fantastic Four? But then I remember there has been a few skirmishes, but not as many. Like I said, it's more or less the plot of the whatever writer is. Do we need to include them? I'm happy they are. On the big screen.
1: That, so I screen. read a little bit about them after I, because I knew about them, but so, but when they popped up in the trailer, I was like, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a little bit about them. And there's a couple things that I love. And one of them is that anytime there's a new, and I don't know if they're going to do this in the show, but in the comic books, anytime there's a new uh, timeline that pops up, a new, a new um, robotic sort of thing pops up with its own little desk to monitor that timeline. So each timeline has its own, monitor yeah um the other thing that i think is super cool is that the <clears throat> original head of the authority was modeled after mark Grunwald, who was the continuity expert at marvel so it's kind of like an homage to him and his sort of like cont- being the continuity police for marvel they modeled this character of the time variance authority after him which i thought was kind of funny and cute um it's all cute. Everything's cute. <laughs> it's just
0: cute. <laughs> um, there's going to be a a show following War Machine, Armor Wars. So that could be interesting if they have some more of the, you know, armors to fight against. Uh, and with that also is Ironheart. So we're going to have a re-re um centric. Cool. Disney Plus series, which I find interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a good character. One of
0: the announcements, and this is, again, where I first started realizing not all of this is, like, coming out anytime soon. Uh, is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So, I'm like, interesting. Okay, so next season? No, that's for 2022. And I'm like, damn. Well, what's, what's kind of interesting about it is that they're filming this at the same time that they're filming the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So that they can already have them in characters which just makes holiday specials usually suck for any genre whatsoever except for when you're reading the actual comic books like whenever you have a sitcom or anything that holiday special usually is kind of like cheesy Guardians of the Galaxy I feel like can nail it because of how cheesy they are
1: mm-hmm. but
0: again I'm just like why did you announce this today like you could announce announced it like next year or the year because
1: it wasn't an announcement for you it was an announcement for the people I mean, they I need know, to give know, them money i know it's true <laughs> they have to get that money when you're working on something like that you need to get that money way in advance
0: right? uh two well, actually three three big things these are like kind of the last things that i want to talk about uh, unless you had any other that you were quite happy about
1: no i mean
0: you'll just pipe in when i speak
1: if i think of something i'll say it all right
0: so we already knew there's going to be a she hulk and there was a lot of controversy going over who's going to actually play, um, you know, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always kind of known and put out there. Uh, Tatiana uh, Maslani was going to, but then she denied it because mainly she didn't know if she was allowed to or not because the studio said you can't. And then, but she is going to be um, Jennifer Walters. Good. Now, we're going to have Mark Ruffalo play Hulk in it as well, which I'm like, yes, because again... The way things work, they can't make an official Hulk movie, but please use him because I've enjoyed his Hulk. Right. And also, you kind of, how do you make a She-Hulk without acknowledging Hulk?
1: Right, because if they follow true to the origin story, you need Hulk. Yeah. Right.
0: At least at some point. Yeah. Or Bruce at some point, actually. Um, and it's obviously going to have the abomination, so... Not too thrilled with with that, but hey.
1: Is that because you're thinking back to that terrible movie? Yes. But But you have to remember that was made by a whole different studio. But
0: they could pick another another (laughs) bad guy that we haven't seen on screen to kind of go with it. So one of the rumors, though, for this, why I wanted to mention it, is they're talking about having uh, Daredevil show up uh, within the She-Hulk universe.
1: Really? obviously... She's a lawyer, right? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Is it going to be... Uh, do they know? Do they know who it's going to be? Is it going to be our friend from the Daredevil series? I hope it's him. He was the best Daredevil they ever had. I guess the only other option is Ben Affleck. Or recast it.
0: <laughs> who who, oh, who played Daredevil? Charlie, Charlie Cox? Charlie Cox, yeah. Uh, that's that's whole, the hopeful rumor, and that would be a great way to kind of have him come in to kind of say... God, those other ones were real. They're in canon. So let's let's push for that, because it, it could just be a one episode, him not even being Daredevil, just having him be Matt Murdock, showing up for a case, even just leaving the courthouse. Just that cameo would be something cute.
1: <laughs> Tim Roth is going to play the Abomination again?
0: Oh, I didn't see that.
1: It says it was also revealed that Tim Roth will reprise... Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. The Abomination. Interesting, because that's who he played in the standalone mm-hmm. Hulk movie. I fucking love Tim Roth, so that's cool, but that is, that does, like, does that, I just, I guess I don't know what that means, because if he's playing the same character, like, is that Hulk movie then? Are oh, those, those
0: Hulk movies are supposed to be canon. Are they? Yeah.
1: Even I'll... though we've replaced the Hulk twice now?
0: Hey, we've done it with Batman. I'm okay with okay true. with it. Uh, one of the, we've heard already talks about Moon Knight, so it's not new, but just that they're kind of officially announcing that uh, is great. The one that has me really actually three still, so I guess I had a lot more than a couple. <laughs> just going over the notes that I had of the things that they announced. Uh, the Ant-Man and Wasp movie, they officially, you know, announced, uh, it's in the quantum realm is what it's called, the Ant-Man and Wasp, quantum, quantumonium, quantumanium, I think is what the new Ant-Man oh, and Wasp, okay. it's a weird, uh, Ant-mayor. spelling yes. of, of what it is, but, uh, yes, quantum-mania, ha- quant- quantum-mania, having, you know, Kang, the Conqueror, yes. you know, Which we knew, but again, most people are thinking is he going to be the big bad for the next phase, which he could, and this is where it debuts. Mm -hmm. Once again, putting the Ant-Man movies kind of forefront of a lot of things that are happening in the Marvel Universe. Uh, The one that really uh, shocked me was Secret Invasion. So that's just what it's called, Marvel Studios Secret Invasion. I
1: mean, that's got to be the next big event, right? That's an event level
0: it's going to be a Disney Plus uh, series that's going to have Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury um, and uh, the Skrull, yeah. Um, It's going to kind of have uh, kind of that crossover with some of them, I guess, infiltrating. I also heard that it's going to tie into some of the movies and everything. So, again, we already know some of these shows, especially like WandaVision, is going to tie into this bigger universe. Mm -hmm. Like, these all synergy. Uh, It's interesting. I feel like they do need to do it as a series for Secret Invasion. Like, one movie would just not do it well. So, I'm liking this. Plus, we already kind of know...
1: I assumed it would be like, you know, I mean, all the events of the last movies led to... I mean, they, you know, led, led to Thanos and, and that whole storyline, so I would have assumed that all of the storylines would have culminated in Secret Invasion, and that would have been like a multi-movie sort of storyline. But line.
0: it, yes, and that but it would be hard to kind of at the end have someone just reveal, oh, I'm a scroll in all these movies, yeah. to just be like, oh, that's kind of the thing, where in the comic books it that's kind of what they did, but did it in such a good way i do think that the series could i don't know it's yeah, one man. of those
1: and i love this the, the way they've been doing this scroll in the new universe
0: well yeah that but then again that's where i'm like i didn't think they'd ever be able to go this way because they made the scrolls the good guys right in this all they made
1: those but, scrolls the good but yeah guys. maybe
0: those are just the sec that we now yeah. think they're good and now we're fooled, and mm-hmm. then there'll be some evil scrolls. Mm-hmm. so... I mean,
1: there's evil humans, so they're, you know...
0: yeah. <laughs> so that one was a surprise, uh, for sure, and I'm quite looking forward to that. But then, the biggest surprise was the announcement of a Fantastic Four movie.
1: Oh, they finally announced a Fantastic Four yep. movie? Interesting. Is that... That's gotta be years out, right?
0: Yeah, they have no... I didn't see any yeah. timeline of whatsoever for... When that's going to be coming out. Oh, damn it. There was a couple other things, too, that I wanted to talk about. But Fidesz 4 was the icing on the cake for me, uh, personally. Uh, there's not much of it. I've already heard the the fans saying, we want him to fight Mole Man. So, again, there's nothing official announced from them except for that.
1: Isn't Mole Man like a low-level sort of villain?
0: But he was one of their first iconic, like, we don't need to have a Doctor Doom-type scenario. We can have a a day in the life of That's the Fantastic funny. Four. I am
1: so glad you do not write Marvel, Marvel <laughs> movies. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so, like, well, I I guess I guess if they're going to do an, or another Origin.
0: No, um, I doubt they'd do an Origin. It'll be just, again, them already having their powers. Let's get past, you know, in the opening title sequence we don't need to see them get their powers again you can have a quick montage of like, right but it them. would still
1: be the an origin in that they like if they're fighting the mole man if they're fighting mole man, he fought him, other
0: people have fought him before God, too he's
1: so terrible
0: but again you know how marvel movies work you have a bad guy
1: i know and then there's
0: that other bad guy that comes well, in that's what scene, i'm but,
1: saying if they're doing like a not necessarily an origin but like a we've just gotten our powers were baby heroes mm-hmm. sort of thing, and they're fighting him because, and it's harder because they're they're not a team yet. Yeah. And they haven't fully explored their powers or how to use them in conjunction with each other like that. And then if the, they beat him, and they're like woo, and then at the end, fucking Galactus shows up or something. I don't know, but like <laughs> that. Yes, okay, I will give you that. If they're like the Fantastic Four, and they're fighting him. That seems like a really short movie to me. <laughs> like if they're at their peak Fantastic Fourness and they're having a hard time beating Mole Man, I don't, I don't have high hopes for them <laughs> in the future. Yeah, That's
0: awesome. uh, one of the the fan fans are just clamoring of wanting Mole Man and then Why? casting Danny DeVito though.
1: Oh, as Mole Man? Okay, well, yeah, I would take that. Okay,
0: sure. Yeah. So that's what we want to push out there, too. Let's make it happen, Marvel. Like, that could be a fun, interesting, different character, and it's Danny DeVito. Like,
1: It would totally it'd be like <laughs> Frank from So <laughs> Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got any ham? <laughs> so I did want to end with, with that as the announcement, but there's. uh Three other ones that <laughs> I always Jesus have. Three other Christ, ones.
1: There's so much.
0: Uh, Thor four is gonna have gore, so. Thor the,
1: Thor four is gonna have gore.
0: Gore the God Butcher.
1: Okay.
0: Again, someone that I've talked about many yes. times, loving from Jason Aaron's run, a uh, character that really just messed up um, Thor and and everything in his world. And like I said, good series as well. But Christian Bale is going to be him. So. Wow.
1: God.
0: Again, this is going to tie into the comic books. I feel bad of, for
1: anyone who is in Christian Bale's life while he's fucking oh, method acting this goddamn role. This God, He's going to be really killing
0: <laughs> gods in real life. But this makes sense, too, of if they're... I didn't know how exactly they're going to pass on the torch to Jane Foster, but this is what actually happened in the comic books, he made him, you know, not worthy or feel not worthy. And so then he couldn't lift the hammer and then Jane got it.
1: Yeah.
0: So it'll be interesting. I don't want to see exact rehash of the comic book. And honestly, even if they want had... I don't see s-
1: Natalie Portman as Thor. Yeah. I mean, I like Natalie Portman. She has her place in the movies. But, like, I don't see Natalie Portman as Yeah. Lady Thor.
0: Yeah. So, it'll be interesting. Uh, another one that they announced for Disney Plus, a series, and that's all they did was announced it, was Willow.
1: Oh, I did see this because, um, oh my god, because it's still going to have Warwick Davis in it, and I was so happy for him as a person that he gets to to hit it big again.
0: I mean, I... Willow was great, and I even loved the Ewoks movie as well. Like, stuff that's... that lucas had come up with at the time really i wish they would have had more of that than just star wars Mm -hmm. even though i love star wars to death there's all these other properties um that yes so that one was exciting but then the last one and this will seriously be the last one is uh a chippendale the rescue rangers
1: uh oh they're doing Darkwing duck too oh
0: well, as a series, yeah, because that's already kind of come out in the. No, they're
1: going to do a series.
0: Yes, is yes. it going to be following off of the DuckTales so. version? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a hybrid uh, animated live action. So obviously, the chipmunks are probably going to be animated, right. and real world people Chip and how they do. Is it,
1: did you say this is Rescue Rangers? Yes, they're going to do that live action because I really wish that they would do it animated too because that also ties into. Darkwing Duck, doesn't it? Launchpad McQuack is in both of those.
0: Not, no, he? not... No, Rescue Rangers had just Chip and Dale... Didn't, um, wasn't Launchpad McQuack ...Gadget McQuack and... No, because they're all, like, small rodents. Launchpad it was in Darkwing Duck and DuckTales. Mm. But not Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, because these were small rodents that saved the day rescuing and rangering. But... Anyways, it's going to have Andy Sandberg and John Mulaney um, being Chippendale. So those are two big names to be voicing them. And yeah, that's about it right now. Oh, they also... Nope, I'm just going to stop. But they, they announced some the <laughs> more mean, of the cast can, for The me. Little Mermaid.
1: Everyone can Google this stuff to get the, the nuanced stuff that we're not going to talk about. Right? Well,
0: there's a lot.
1: I know there's a lot. We only have so much time in a day, Tony.
0: I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> uh, I mean, then there's all the, the stuff about the Spider-Man movie, which we can speculate and also know. And oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Didn't they? So somebody who's coming, um, the guy who played Doc Ock, isn't he coming back for that movie? Didn't they just yeah. announce that he's coming back? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, a hundred percent. If they hadn't announced it already, that is, it's a hundred percent a multiverse movie for sure. Which is exciting.
0: Well, booze in a book this week is North Mythology number three. This is a series that I didn't realize until this third book came out so I had to get the other two issues as well to read um, from Neil Gaiman. So kind of tying this in with my review from earlier, this is a retelling of pretty much North Mythology. Anyone that has read Marvel to know Thor and everything, sure, you get some tidbits of the Marvelized. I have read, personally, tons of Norse mythology anyways, that I do know these stories. But it's great to see Thor, Odin, Loki, Freya, and all these you know characters that I have read about before not having to deal with Iron Man and all this other stuff. This is just straight-up Norse-type tellings. Um, and number three in particular, to tie in with the booze, um, has this uh, handyman. Fuck you. Oh, the master builder. Master builder. Yes. Mas- master builder. The, yes.
1: The, master, <laughs> he is the, the master, builder. master builder. Master
0: builder. So it has the master builder, who is... Stop uh, master a, building, a, would you? A character <laughs> that came to... <laughs> came... Uh, <laughs> Visited Asgard and they've been talking about trying to keep the frost giants out, so they need to build a wall. And then some of the things that happen where Loki thinks he'll never finish it, so sure, we can give him all this stuff. And then while well, he's magical on himself and builds the wall, and then he master wants builds really he, fast, yes. yeah,
1: <laughs> furious, fast and furious with his master building,
0: pretty big and strong, too. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, really good in this certain one. Uh, reading some of the other books had, again, uh, the whole mythos of who these characters are and everything in short little uh, slices of their life um, that I really like this series. Uh, and this one in particular, it's going to sound lame, but I'm going to pair it with uh, a bush light because...
1: When you're a yeah, master but, builder, you want some bush light, right? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I just think it's, you know, that's the craftsman cheap beer.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I think too much bush gets in the way when you're a master builder, so you would want bush light, right?
0: That's why you need to get the, the hedge trimmers to yeah. trim the bush and <laughs> shave it on down. <laughs> oh. Well, with that, lens, another episode is down.
1: Yes, a super cute one. The cutest episode ever.
0: It wasn't really that cute. We didn't even talk about Baby Yoda.
1: <laughs> well, you just did. Okay. Check mark.
0: Cuteness intensified.
1: <laughs> Stay thirsty for more super cute drunk on comic adventures.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh...